1: Work all day, stress all night Take your mind off your money and
0: focus on your life Money don't matter for the stuff it parts It's the way you think, not what you've got,
1: yeah Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now Get your your
2: money money man right Today's show was sponsored in part by audible.com. Get a free audiobook, download it, slash free book, and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks so much for stopping by. We are glad to have you. I am Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, the maestro of money, Michael Terry.
0: Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I like that.
2: I know, it's such a great title. I, just, I know, it's amazing what happens, when, you know, just my streams of consciousness that are few and far between. <laughs> Yay, conducting the financial <laughs> I market. Find, I have to
0: find my conducting one.
2: I know, we need like, where you tap it and then do the whole deal. Well, we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. First off, practicing the three R's. Wait a minute. That's not today's show. (laughs) Uh Forget the perfection principle. How did I do that? Okay. Ooh, we have the conductors (laughs) while the maestro is ready. (laughs) Woohoo! We actually have one. That's so way great. Uh, So today's key is uh, forget the perfection principle. How did I do that? Uh, How did I do that? Doing too many shows, I guess apparently our moolah word of the day is going to be about goals. Our moneyism uh, for this week is a quote from FDR. And it's I, I find irony in this and we can talk about it when we talk about our money dramas, uh, uh, about entitlements and things like that and achievement, because I think that's going to be, uh, while this is a great moneyism that I found, I finally found a good positive one. Um, I think that as always, it can evolve into some sort of money drama later on down the road, and so I think that you know I want to talk about entitlement versus achievement, and yeah, I, and, yeah. and and how that plays out in your personal life as well as your financial life, because this this one is overarching this theme. It's not just about money; it's about life in general. Uh, minutes on your money. How about setting some financial priorities regardless of your age? Our trivia question, as always, based on a previous show, which would be remember real estate. And today's guest, we have economist and just overall super overachiever, Russell Redenbaugh. And I'm so excited uh, because he's got such an amazing story and I don't, I don't want to give anything away, yeah, no. I wanna be, but you're going to flip your cookies when you hear his bio. That's all I can say. It's going to be, it's going to be good so sit tight. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members, yay for all of you guys that you enter automatically in our weekly giveaways. However, If you are not a member and would still like to receive the opportunity to compete for great money management tools for free, a really great F word or a four-letter word, either way you look at it, it's a good word, free, Uh, just answer today's trivia question correctly. So for those of you who are regular listeners, you have a leg up on the competition because it's always based on a previous show. And last week's key was remember real estate. And in this key, we talked about positioning ourselves for investment because we can spend a dollar and invest a dollar and it's going to earn interest at the rate of a dollar. But in, in the regular investment markets. But if we invest in real estate and we invest that same dollar and we use structured leverage, we can earn at $10 and would you rather have a return on a dollar or $10? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no
0: brainer.
2: No brainer. Okay. So we talked about the power of leverage and why real estate makes itself a great, a great investment. What kind of an investment... So here's your question. What kind of an investment is real estate? So our trivia question is, is what kind of an investment is real estate? We talked about that in our maestro of moolah is perplexed so we won't count on him don't ask him to help you out yeah. if you think you have the correct answer all you have to do is visit our website uh if you were or i should say if you're listening from our website all you have to do is hop in the chat room hi i'm here come visit and enter your potential right answer you can also win a couple other ways you can call in to win at one eight six six nine six six ninety four twenty. that's eight six six nine six six ninety four twenty. you can call in to win. Or if you are listening and it is not live and you are listening from one of our syndicators or a podcast, you too can still walk away a winner. All you have to do is send us an email at trivia at uywradio.com. That's trivia at uywradio.com. Now, if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner. For those of you in Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So all you have to do is visit our website to get started today. And I just, as a matter of fact, today re-upped my annual membership in the fastest time I have ever re-upped it. Usually I'm like a couple of months, you know, short, you know, so like at month like nine or 10, I'm usually renewing Mm -hmm. and I get the annual one and I get the whole like 24 bucks and they usually give you like another couple credits incentive if you do the, the, the platinum listening plan, Uh, they, they have different levels. Uh, but I just, I'm I'm a voracious reader as we will soon find out in a couple keys. And I re-upped and I had like 10 months left. The guy's like, holy smokes. And I said, well, you know, I've had some time on my hand over the holidays here, but I earned some new badges on Audible. So I earned Mount Everest, which is a book that, um, is uh, at least twenty hours in length, and I earned it on the Arnold Schwarzenegger bio, which is really good. Total Recall.
0: And what's the Mount Everest book about?
2: Uh, no, that's the badge. Oh, that's so the that badge. means that you have read a book more than twenty hours. So I don't know how many more books like have more hours in yeah, there. Really?
0: I mean, what's the what's the biggest badge?
2: Well, I don't know. Well, you know, that's just the first one. It was a twenty-hour book. Now there is. Um, there is a, the one I'm, I took the great courses, they had this thing called the great courses and it's got like 30 hours. So I wonder what badge I get, like what's the next increment, you know, cause that's a 30 hour thing when I finish it. And, and I took the one on, um, I took the one on, uh, economics and I put the one for, um, music on my wish list, hmm. so I can understand your world, Maestro. Yeah, it's
0: a complicated world.
2: <clears throat> I know, but it's a great course. I mean, it's Absolutely. like it's thirty hours. So that's and they are thirty-minute courses. So you figure thirty minutes over thirty hours. That's what sixty classes. So
0: who wrote the book? Who wrote the
2: music? actually? They it's go 30. to all these different professors. Hmm. You know, they have like these really famous professors, and they make up these cool courses. I, I love Audible. I'm and you know me type A, so competitive. I got to earn all the badges. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I got I I got the seven day stretch that was easy, but I got some other badge. I can't remember what it what it was, but I did ten books in a week. I'm so I'm you know I I, I left the nonfiction world for a while, I was kind of like, you know, okay, I'm OD'd on that. And I got into these psychological thrillers. I love the Alex Delaware series by Jonathan Kellerman. And so I'm on book 25. That's why I burnt up all my credits. <laughs> and and so I can't get book 26. I'm almost done. There's only 30.
0: And you listen to them fast, right?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the double speed. I like the I like clipping through them. That's kind of my gig.
0: So what if you got like, you know, this, this sort of um, astute kind of professor telling the story mm-hmm. and he's got this really deep rich voice like a James Earl Jones voice and you put him on half speed and he sounds like Al- Alvin.
2: <laughs> no it doesn't it doesn't really make him it just it's it doesn't change the pitch it just changed the tempo. Oh, okay. It's kind of a cool little deal. Interesting. Yeah so like that one app that I have to practice singing with. Yeah. Like I can slow it down.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. I remember hearing that.
2: That drove me nuts. I know. (laughs) Well, that's the only way I can figure out how to get the notes. Yeah. All right. So you guys could care less about singing in, in your listening because you want to learn about money. So how about we learn how to set your financial priorities from your 20s to your 60s? What do you think of that? That sounds great. Okay. Well, if you were a smart kid and started saving your allowance in a piggy bank or sneakily kept the change from a $20 bill when you bought milk for your mom, you probably already realized that your financial priorities have changed over time. A handful of quarters or a fistful of dollar bills served you well as a preteen, but as we age, so should our money management goals. Feeling pulled in different directions when it comes to saving money for an emergency, a house, tuition, or retirement, well, it's time for a little guidance on how to establish priorities based on your age. Now, naturally, you'll have some very specific individual goals, but these guidelines will help you rank what's important to you at this age bracket. So taking the top two in each age bracket, uh, it In the 20s, you can't win or lose in your financial life, but you can get started. And by doing that in your 20s gives you a leg up on the competition because just by starting in your 20s, somebody that starts in their 30s has to invest more than double what you have and they still may not catch up. So that's what's interesting. So saving is the first thing that we need to focus on in our 20s. Too many people make the mistake of saving only in their 401k and only the minimum. They don't even get the employer match. So once the money is in your 401k, it can't come out until you're almost 60, but that's a good thing. Because in that way, your itchy fingers and and your peer pressure right. that your prefrontal cortex hasn't developed strong enough yet to overcome <laughs> can't right. your your the size of your portfolio won't succumb to your impulses. So that's a cool thing. Uh, one of the things that is something that's kind of like an interesting phenomenon again uh, for twenty year olds that really wasn't that prevalent when I was in my twenties yesterday. <laughs> and that was debt stay on top of any money you've borrowed i mean kids in their 20s are racking up these unbelievable amounts of debt for college degrees under the pursuit of my passions whether or not that they can earn a living at it and the point of college isn't just to expand your horizons it's to create a foundation for earning for your future I know that that might sound like a foreign concept and some people are like, yeah, tell that to my kids. Yeah. (laughs) Tell that to my kids. In your 30s, for those of you who have kids, this is the time to take steps to start instilling financial responsibility in your children, whether or not it was instilled in you. Uh, Susanna DeBaca, president, uh, VP actually, of Wealth Strategies at Ameriprise in Minneapolis says, guiding them on a path to financial independence is positive for them and also good for your own financial future because then they won't be coming back to the well (laughs) if you do it right up front. That would be cool. Something also to do in your 30s is to discuss finances with your partner. If you have a significant other, now is the time to get on the same page. And that's tough to do with spending styles and backgrounds and everything. And you know, we're so we're so willing to open up our conversations about sexual positions and preferences, yet we don't want to talk about our finances. It's so crazy. Show me your portfolio. That's what I'd rather say. Ooh, show me your portfolio. <laughs> do you manage it standing up or do you like to lay down or recline? Are you on top of your finances? We can really go with these sexual <laughs> yes, <laughs> Uh Considering life insurance, especially if you have an insurable risk like kids and a spouse and a car, what would happen if you weren't around? Is it tough luck for the rest of your survivors or do you actually have a plan if you don't? Thinking about it is not enough. You need to talk about it and you got to make it happen. Now, in your 40s, it's gut check time. Real decisions need to be considered. And it's more important than ever if you haven't gotten on the same financial page as your significant other to do it now. You also need to know where you stand. If you haven't done this for yourself or you want a second opinion, it pays to sit down with a professional who can give you a baseline for where you stand in terms of saving for retirement and achieving any specific goals you might want to set for yourself. A fee-only certified financial planner is a great place to start because there's no vested interest for them to sell you a crap load of products. And that's why I like fee-only ones, um, it, because um, they tell you like it is, and you can take it or leave it. And so they get paid for, for their knowledge and their expertise up front, so they don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I hope this person likes me, and I hope they you know uh, buy my products. And, and you don't want them recommending stuff that's inappropriate for you just because they're going to get a bigger commission. Yeah. So. Fee only is the way to go. Uh, also, if you haven't by your forties, get serious about contributing to your four hundred one k. You need to be maxing out at least the max, the max match, and you know uh, it varies per employer. They they kind of set different parameters. But if you think about it, if they match you a dollar for a dollar or 50 cents for a dollar up to a certain amount, that's an instantaneous return. That is not time value of money, compounding, waiting for it to grow. That's an instant return. Hi, I put a dollar here, I get 50 cents back. What? Yeah. Do you know how long it would take to make 50 cents? Letting it sit there, that's silly to not do that. That's instant return, so you need to maximize that. In your 50s, these are your peak earning years, so you can also make them your peak savings years. If you've already done the whole family gig, you could be an empty nester by now. So any lasting big debts you might have, you want to tackle them before retirement. So when you get into retirement, your debt goes down, so you have more disposable income. You also want to take advantage of catch-up contributions, and this is to be able to increase the amount of money you're contributing to your 401k or IRA if you can, and you haven't started a savings plan. Now is the time to do it before it's too late, because you've got to get that money sitting there to compound over time. It's not just about having it in there. It's about having it in there for a period of time, so it can work its magic and grow. Ending your 60s, we need to think about more than 40%. Of workers are forced to retire earlier than planned due to medical reasons for not taking care of ourselves. Additionally, corporate downsizing or layoffs and the necessity to take care of elderly parents are forcing us to retire early. So you need to be prepared for the inevitable by following these. These suggestions, Uh, determine if or when you can afford to retire, Uh, you need to consider downsizing now, and doing your estate planning is also important. Um, Your estate planning, if you haven't already done that, you need to create a will, and it needs to be at the top of your to-do list, and you want to make sure if you do have one that it's updated and it still reflects your current desires and that all of your beneficiary information is up to date. Well, that's it for this week's Minutes on Your Money. We have so much more coming up in store. I am so excited. Russell Redenbaugh is coming up. We've got keys. We've got moolah words, moneyisms, you name it. We're going crazy. It's Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here for the Top Gun Seminars.
2: I'm Heather Wagonhals. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com.
3: Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead.
0: Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions.
3: Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute.
0: Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your
1: money and focus on your life
2: to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah with your moolah word of the day. Heather Wagonhalls here. And it's actually a moolah phrase, and that would be short-term goals. And short-term goals expect accomplishment in a short period of time such as trying to get a bill paid in the next few days the definition of a short term goal need not relate to any specific length of time in other words one may achieve or fail to achieve a short term goal in a day a week a month or a year the time frame for a short term goal relates to its context in the overall timeline that it is being applied to for instance one could measure a short term goal for a month long project in days where one might measure a short-term goal for someone's lifetime in months or years. Planners usually define short-term goals in relation to long-term goals or or a single long-term goal or a goal. And if you remember from our dreams with deadlines key, we take and we break down our long-term goals and we reduce it to the ridiculous. So we don't really have any long-term goals. We just have a myriad of short-term goals (laughs) because we have to, you know, we have to beat that crazy curmudgeon inside of us who can't see into the future. He can only see, you know, what's right in front of him. And so we have to make it simple and we have to reduce it to the ridiculous so he can digest that effectively. So that's it for your moolah word. I'm pretty excited about today's guest because uh, Russell Redenbaugh, I mean, just when you listen to his bio, you're just going to be blown away and I can't wait to talk to him. He has been blind from the age of 16. So imagine being able to see for the start of your life. He has a a litany of achievements. He is a successful investor and economist, a commissioner on the U.S. Civil Rights Commission. He served under three presidents. He is a three-time gold medal jujitsu world champion fighting sighted opponents, people like with vision. He's whooped you know what? (laughs) So that proves if he can, you can. Russell believes we all live in narratives that both produce and limit our opportunities. We live as though these narratives are fixed, rigid and unchangeable things. Instead, Russell will show us how that these are only stories and they define our lives and more importantly, they can be changed he typically gives motivational and inspirational talks but says that they last only until you return to your regular life and that's a pitiful return on your investment but most of us think in terms of the circumstances that we live each and every day and we produce our own narratives but Russell will show us how we can change those narratives and thus shift our narrative to produce more of what we want and right now. So I'm so excited. Russell, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We're so glad you're a part of today's show.
1: Well, Heather, thank you.
2: You have such a tremendous background. And to think that your diverse background and so tremendous was all accomplished after you lost your sight What was that like for you?
1: It was way better than the alternative. I lost my sight when I was 16 years old. I was a C student in high school without any really strong prospects. I was building a rocket. It exploded, ultimately left me blind, and with um, six of my fingers missing. I did not look like a very promising candidate. I realized that um, if I went down the path that I was on, which would be to be blind, poor, disabled, never be able to live uh, independently, uh, I would be just that. And that looked like the alternative, or was the alternative. And I just made what I would say the declaration that day in the hospital when the doctor said, we've done for you all that we can, I said, fine, I'm going to live in the sighted world and do sighted things and produce good income and have lots of interesting possibilities in my life. And that very same day, the first action I took after making that declaration was I applied to the guide dog school And within four months was in school getting my very first guide dog.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm hypoglycemic and I have a service dog as well. And I saw your dog on your website. How much freedom did that give you to be able to receive a guide dog at that point? Was that the game changer?
1: Well, it, it was certainly the start of that because it gave me enormous flexibility. It gave me mobility, both.
2: amazing. That's such an impressive accomplishment for somebody that, you know, h- how did you read if you had that many fingers missing and you didn't have your eyes? Was Braille an option or, or how did you read well, and study?
1: I've, uh, I've never learned Braille. I, I, I'm terrible at it. I found students to volunteer. In fact, there was a sorority on that campus whose mission, service mission, was to read for the blind did that. I made deals with other students. Sometimes I would need to hire a reader, but usually I could make a deal with a student that if we study together, I guarantee you that your grades will improve.
2: Wow. So that's pretty awesome. So now, how did you take exams? Because, you know, you wouldn't be able to fill out multiple choice exams. Did you have someone that had to sit there and read the questions to you and you give you the answers and you made your selections?
1: Yes. Yeah, sometimes the professor would do that. Sometimes he would provide a proctor, um, or um, that's how we did that.
2: Then that's awesome. Now at that time in in the world, you know guide dogs weren't super prevalent and access back then probably wasn't super prevalent either was it difficult for you to be able to get those services or uh, did you find that you had an okay time being able to make it through because to be number one means you had to beat everybody else that had more than you as as a skill set and physical ability
1: well School is about learning to think, not learning to see. Okay. And I, I just became a very good learner, uh, and uh, I found the the university very welcoming, and the professors very encouraging, and uh, it was an, it was an enjoyable time for me.
2: Oh, good. That, that that's that's neat that's a, a a perspective that you wouldn't expect you would you would expect there to have been more challenges um, uh, with your process so once you were able to graduate you uh you went right to work or you no I didn't
1: uh, no I there's a step in there that uh, um, I, I finished uh, in business school and um, the new hot degree at that time was a master's in business administration, an MBA. Uh, I I felt I needed more training and more experience, so I applied to Stanford and Harvard to their MBA programs, uh, both of whom said uh, that's not possible anyone who is blind could get through a program as difficult as ours, so you can't come here. Wow. What so was that, that was their... Their limiting narrative. Now, I, I don't know how they knew that no one who was blind could graduate because they had never admitted anyone who was blind.
2: Yes, that would be. Uh, therein lies the paradox. <laughs>
1: right, but they were. They had the power to make their belief come true.
2: Well, it, they certainly kept you from accomplishing that there at their university.
1: At their university. That's right. So I I applied to Wharton um, uh, in Philadelphia and went back and met with the dean and was very candid. Told him what had happened and he said, "Well, I truly don't know if you can make it here or not. Uh, we've never admitted anyone who was blind. Uh, no one has applied, but you are admitted. And if you can't make it here, you'll just leave."
2: Okay. So you said and challenge accepted. I-
1: I said, I'm in. And he said, Great, start next month. We did. There, I finished fifth in my class.
2: Oh, shucks. Uh, yeah. So, th- so that's like a total loss then since you couldn't be number one twice? <laughs> well,
1: I was still I was still very pleased. The competition uh, was much stiffer there. I
2: was going to say, b- between a bachelor's and a master's, especially at Wharton, that's so impressive to see that kind of drive. And, and for you, did you think like, oh, I've got to like doubly apply myself, or did you just do what you do?
1: Well, I always, I,
2: I, since,
1: Again, it's better than the alternative. I just I strive to be the best at whatever I do,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whether it's on the jujitsu mat or uh, in the CrossFit gym or in managing the money for our clients or in building the firm firms that I've built. Um, I like gold medals more than silver medals.
2: <laughs> and, I'm and so I would
1: I just do what I do, and I'm, and I'm often surprised that I do as well as I do.
2: Really? Even after all that you've accomplished, you're not somewhat uh, convinced that you're going to do well?
1: Well, I would say it differently, Heather. I'm, I just figured that if I could do this, anybody could.
2: And that's what's so impressive about your story. And when we return from the break, I want to talk to you about going from victim to victor and how if you can do it, anybody can do it. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we will be right back with more Russell coming up right after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com.
0: Welcome to the Unlock Your Wealth update. Here's
2: Heather Wagonhals. This moneyism is from Franklin D. Roosevelt. Happiness is not in the mere possession of money. It lies in the joy of achievement in the thrill of creative effort. I like this moneyism because it speaks past money to the essence of life. Many times we hear cliches about buying happiness, while this aspect of happiness, earning, is swept under the carpet. A man's valuing contribution, his creative use of his mind and muscle, is what gives money its value. Remember the first time you were paid for your efforts? Maybe it was a paper route and you felt on top of the world. Over time, we bypass the rules of good money management, allow envy to settle in, rack up debt, and lose sight of the value of earning. Instead, ask yourself this, how do I want to be remembered, a mere dollar chaser or a person of contribution and achievement? For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagenhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Wagonalls here from crackingyourmoneycode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 12:25 during the midday news report on Cory's hometown radio, 1370 AM WWCB.
3: Attention, passengers. Please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead.
0: Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success path Patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192, to schedule executive coaching sessions.
3: Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute.
2: Back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagenhaus, and we have the Honorable Russell Redenbaugh joining us. Now, Russell, before the break, we were listening to your incredible story of triumph over tragedy. And one of the things that I'm hearing from you is that It didn't matter that you had all of these traumatic things happen to you. You you refused to wallow in the misery that you could have been, and you chose to grab life by the cojones and just really take it for an incredible ride by graduating first in your class from Utah and then being fifth in your class at Wharton for an MBA. And and it looks like everything that you've achieved in your lifetime has been success. You've gotten gold medals as a, a jiu-jitsu martial, martial artist. You have built incredible organizations and sold them for billions with a B in them, uh, as in boy, that's a lot of money. And you just continue to persevere. And what do you think you, the secret? is to the sauce that makes you so special?
1: I think, gosh, uh, you know, the tragedy is in not triumphing. No, it's worse than that. The tragedy is in not trying. Okay. The the rate of return on being a victim is very low.
2: But it sounds good, doesn't it? Not to me. Well, not not to me either, but I think that a lot of people start to take comfort in this story, and then they kind of buy into the story the more they tell it. Would would you agree with that or disagree with that? Oh,
1: Heather, I would agree with that, And, and I think it may be even worse than that, and that is it isn't that we buy into it because we tell ourselves that. There are a whole lot of other people who tell us you can't because you're too this, too old, too young, too thin, too fat, too female, too blind. And we never stop, or we often don't stop and say, who is saying that? What if the opposite were true? So for me, it's always about finding a narrative that opens possibilities instead of one that closes them. And the victim narratives close possibilities
2: I agree with you there and and uh, I think that once we start buying into what others are selling about us or sometimes we sell it to ourselves we we lose our level of uh, confidence or self-esteem and, and we just have one thing that negatively reinforces that story I mean we just we just kind of stop. We get fearful of trying.
1: Oh, we, yeah, I agree. We, we do. I had a very difficult time getting a job when I finished Wharton. Uh, my peers were getting unsolicited job offers. And I had, you had forty-nine in the class. Fifth, yeah, I had forty-nine interviews and forty-nine no's. But I found a tiny investment counseling firm in Philadelphia that said, you know, we're the investment business. Uh, that means we should take a risk. Let's invest in you. We'll hire you for the normal MBA salary, which way back then was $15,000.
2: You high roller, <laughs> <a>, you. <laughs> a,
1: a year. A, that's a year, not a month.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you meant.
1: <laughs> and um, you pay your half-time sighted assistant, uh, probably $3,000, and you have the balance for yourself. And if you really can do analysis, um, this will work out. And if you can't, you'll leave. Um, the arrangement that now wouldn't be legal under the Americans with Disabilities Act, um, but that was that mistake was far in the future so I was hired, and as were three, two other MBAs that year, and we rolled up our sleeves and made the firm from tiny to large, and um, the rest is history.
2: I think that that's an amazing accomplishment for someone because you know you would you would think I guess or I would imagine that the assumption is that you have to be able to read in order to make analysis and you have to study charts and graphs and trend and be able to forecast and and uh, for someone that kind of doesn't have sight, that would be a little bit of a challenge. Um, or It is. I mean,
1: uh, yes, it doesn't make it easier, but I was able to convince people that although I couldn't see the present, I could possibly see the future and the rate of return on that would be higher. And so, yes, I'm very quantitative in my approach to analysis, uh, very uh, fact and numbers-based, very analytical and I do use all those things. And of course, now it's so much easier because you can get every economic data series you wanted and manipulate it graphically for free. Back then, it meant a trip to the library. And these most of this data wasn't available. Charts had to be built by hand. Um, but I learned to to listen to the data, and to build the chart in my head.
2: Okay, so that's neat. So so one of the things that I think is so tremendous about you is you've got professional accomplishments, not just in the private sector, but also in the government sector, and you spent time with the Civil Rights Commission and – a lot of time because you were able to serve under three separate presidents in order to do that. And and how did that time in the government sector give you insight? Because you ultimately left and returned back to the private sector. So so what did you learn or glean from that experience that led you back to the private sector?
1: Well, yeah, I, I was one of the U.S. Commissioners for Civil Rights for 15 years. I, I had learned that policy is incredibly important, that policy shapes asset prices, even in fact determines asset prices. I also learned that from my position in the Civil Rights Commission, I could not change policy. So I I left disappointed and disillusioned, but with a firm understanding that economic policy is critical for the prosperity of a
2: country. Mm -hmm. So as an individual that is trying to build wealth and I'm listening to all of this stuff on the news and I'm kind of getting depressed because I'm wondering you know we're in wars here some people say we should be in wars some people say we shouldn't be in wars and we've got this country that wants aid from us and we've got these other countries that are doing things that are destabilizing their currency and you know as an individual I just want to build a great life for me and my family I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing I'm monitoring the amount of debt I have, and I'm not incurring a ton of it. I'm saving and investing what I make. Is it going to be all worth it for me? Is there something that I should be aware of with regard to economic policy or, or what's coming down the pipe? How does that apply to me?
1: The way it applies to you, and it depends on if policies improve as they have been, or uh, or if they get worse. Now, I actually believe they will continue to improve. Um, There's a free um, article that my colleague and I wrote on on my investment website, which is titled something like um, Three Mistakes High Net Worth Investors Make. And so, anyway, this is a free paper. People can download it and it it begins to answer the question, at least to point out three three mistakes to to avoid. Um, there is that, and also I find it very dangerous to read the financial press, uh, particularly the headlines. So often they're wrong.
2: <laughs> well, they're there to sell papers.
1: Yes, and they're or they're not coherent with the story itself. So every week, my colleague James and I write a weekly financial investment newsletter called Reading the World, uh, and in that, we pick apart about a half a dozen articles from the financial press, So, mostly saying why they're wrong, giving the evidence to support our differing position. Sometimes we write an article from scratch and produce... Produce something that's just, just ourselves rather than a comment on something someone else has written. Mm-hmm. But we try to to free people from being trapped inside the financial press, often misinterpretation even of the facts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, anyway, that's... Uh,
2: I like how you kind of apply your principles for surviving and thriving of not believing the narrative and and shifting the narrative to what you do with your investment firm. If folks want to find out more about how to shift their own narrative and invest and create and build wealth and succeed just like you have, how do folks find you?
1: Well, um, (laughs) Two of my talks are, are on YouTube. If, if people search under um, under my name, those will pop up. The website that's uh, up and running right now is the website for the investment um, company, Registered Investment Advisor, and it also has a section for our newsletter, and that is where the where three mistakes to avoid paper can be found. So people go to that. That's uh, Kairos Capital Advisors. Uh, not very well thought out name. No one can spell it. But...
2: <laughs> it's a fabulous Greek name, though. I like the meaning behind the name, though.
1: Oh, well, then you're you're wise enough to understand. Yeah, we do mean Kairos in the Greek sense of um, moment of opportunity um, sense as opposed to uh, Kronos. Um, but anyways, people go there. Uh, there are links to my talks and, and links to several of our articles on investing. And yeah, we really strive to support our conclusions with the uh, economic policy analysis, the footprints of change, what we see happening. And in the US, policy is and has been for the last two years getting somewhat better. Now that is not, that is not, that is not the case in the rest of the world and it's not the case in our foreign policy. But our economic policies have been improving as has our economy. You, of course you notice the recent GDP result was just revised upward to a, to a very respectable 4.6% in real terms.
2: Yes, and we need some good news to kind of keep us bolstered with our enthusiasm. Well, Russell, thank you so much for being a part of our show today. It's been wonderful to have you on. And if those of you who are driving around without a pencil are worried, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Russell's show page and get the linky links to KairosCapitalAdvisors.com as well as his YouTube videos and his great white paper. Thanks again. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Stay tuned for more right after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby, all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become.
2: I'm in the wagon halls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com.
3: Attention passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead.
0: Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the US and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions.
3: Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute.
0: Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind
1: off your money and focus on your life.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Halls, joined by our maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry. Yes, as we go to orchestrate your financial life with today's money drama. Very nice. I like this. Once a week. <laughs> I have streaks of genius once a week. <laughs> So our moneyism was by FDR, which ironically, he he created a bunch of interesting programs. I'll just, I I don't want to bash him. He created a bunch of interesting programs. Um, I don't want to bash him too bad. And it's interesting that that quote was about achievement and the value of it, because that's where we derive our self-esteem, when we can do good. And we can, we can receive value for our good works. That just spurs us on to create more good work. And if you think about it, and maybe we should do this as a a, a, a future moneyism uh, of the give a man a fish thing, there's a difference between achievement and entitlement. And achievement is I accomplished this. And entitlement is I deserve this. And if we're missing that achievement portion as kids, we come to have this expectant mentality that we are owed a living, we we take on these lecherous ways and expecting something for nothing doesn't do anything for our self-esteem. It makes us more miserable, but we don't realize that when we get caught up in it, if that's what we're taught. And it's very hard to break out of that cycle. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is understanding the value of achievement for the sake of achieving will help us get over any entitlement feelings. You get or you earn as opposed to you get. And one of the problems that parents have is, and and I've heard this, so many times by so many people. And it's like, oh, well, I had it so hard when I was growing up. But that's what made you so successful at what you do and who you are. And we enable our children and and we do so much for them and we don't teach them how to be responsible and how to achieve and how to earn simple things like satisfaction, the pride of workmanship, the pride of ownership. And when we don't pass these on, you know, it's ridiculous of us as parents to have the expectation that our kids are going to be any different than, than what they are. Yeah. And we get upset when they keep coming back to the well. Yeah. And then we're like, but well, I'm not made of money, but, but well, that's what you taught me. <laughs> you taught me if I ask, I receive, yep. you know? So what we have to do is be really cognizant of what we're doing with our money dramas um, and, and how we're teaching it. And this is goes back to, our Minutes on Your Money, about teaching kids about financial responsibility. It starts with personal responsibility. You have um, a response or an obligation as a member of the family to participate at no Remuneration uh, in household chores to make the household function. You have to keep your room clean. You have, because by learning how to keep your own room clean, when you start growing and earning and accumulating and then eventually going off on your own, you will understand the value or the pride that comes with ownership of earning that sort of stuff. And it all starts with just the simple act of achieving. And by being able to set a goal and achieve it, it gives us the impetus to set yet another goal and achieve it. And it, and it kind of almost falls into, and, and, and I think it'll be a great many of them for, for later on, but, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man a fish, he le- eats for a lifetime. And so we need to stop giving and start instructing. And I think that that's the takeaway from this week's money drama. Because think of all the problems that we have. You know, we keep asking so much more of our government, and then our freedoms get encroached, and then we get upset because we don't have freedoms. But we traded that. Yeah, we traded our freedoms for an entitlement, and and you don't get to have it both ways. You have the freedom, but with freedom comes responsibility. So we have to we have to learn that. So that's it for this week's money drama. It's kind of short and sweet and hard to beat. Our key for those of you joining us for the first time, this week's key in our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness series. The keys are a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach us how to think like the rich and be in control of our own money. It also gives us specific techniques to create or fix our credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming our current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And this key is directly related to next week's key, which is practicing the three R's, review, revise, and recommit. But we need to do this key first, forget the perfection principle, because if we get to next week... And we do our review, revise, and recommit, and we find out we've missed the mark. We haven't hit our goals. Some of us can go to the extreme and self-torture. And there's meaning in mistakes, And one of the things that this week's key is about in forgetting the perfection principle is to focus on the progress of the process. And we may not hit all of our goals, but the key in this first set of going through the Keys to Riches is to practice the process. And it's not about perfecting it so much as it is about getting through the process, understanding how it works, setting up the behavior pattern so that we can be successful. And in every mistake, there's always a meaning or a message that we can take from it. And the key with this week's key is that we want to take the meaning and the message with the mistake forward and lose the guilt. Because if we're constantly fretting about what could have happened, what would have happened, what should have happened, and we're looking over our shoulders, we can't be looking forward at the future upon us. And we're going to miss what it is that we're after. So that's the value of this week's key. For this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have, and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is sponsored in part by LifeLock, comprehensive identity theft protection from LifeLock helps safeguard your finances, credit, and good name. Get your special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash lifelock and protect your financial future now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagenhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.